What's up, everybody? Welcome to another edition of Drive for Show. DFS for Doe here on Roto Grinders. Happy to be with you for another week. And not just an ordinary week in the Gulf Streets this week. We've got the Masters, always a fun tournament. Lots of DFS contests out there. Lots of money to be won, bets to be made. And uh, so we've added an additional participant to the show tonight. Happy to have you with us. Uh, as always, uh, this show gets a few more eyeballs. So uh, might be some competition for those snake draft spots at the end of the show. Uh, but uh, super exciting week. And uh, with that, we'll, uh, we will we do not want to waste any time tonight. So I am Justin Van Zuden, STL Cardinals 84. As usual, I've got one co-host, Mr. Notorious, Derek Farnsworth, alongside me. Uh, we'll bring him in in a second. But want to introduce our special guest for the night as well. We've got John Daigle alongside. And uh, I don't know if you want me to call you John, if you want me to call you Daigle. How do you want me to to reference you throughout the show? And how you doing? Welcome to the show. I think everyone usually calls me Daigle, honestly. But John is, as we know, a common name. Uh, also, <laughs> your guest forgot about the snake draft as a weekly watcher that y'all do at the end of every show. So I'm going to have to scramble to put that one together. But nonetheless, my first time here, this is not the pick six for those tuning in. I'm very excited to finally sit down with the two of you and talk golf. Yeah, for those that might just be familiar with our Roto Grinder show, or maybe they're watching for the first time this week because uh, it's the Masters and uh, there's more people playing golf this week. Why don't you take a quick second and uh, just let everybody know a little bit about yourself? Uh, obviously, Daigle, I guess, is what it is now, working with 4 for 4 football and Betsperts, and more importantly for this show, BetsPertsGolf.com. That's where we have our model. That's where we have our PGA Tour database where we create our own models, and you can actually select those models from there. Um, and I dabble, obviously, hardcore in football, but once football ends, I'm working on more long-term projects like blurbs for all the rookies for draft nights, for instance. Also, weekly shows under the most accurate podcast feed. So in between all those long-term projects throughout the year until team previews start rolling out come June and July time, uh, I am dabbling and hardcore playing DFS golf, DK Rainmakers, uh, golf betting, just going all in genuinely because golf is my second favorite sport. And as we were talking about behind the scenes, I do blame, attribute, I don't know, Noto, whatever it is. Uh, I definitely look to him and say he is the reason why Going back a few years ago, I got so hardcore into it. And now, as I tell everyone, it's my favorite sport. Um, far and away better than NFL DFS, I believe, is PGA DFS. Because it's not only sweat for 48 hours, but man, that feeling of even five players getting into Saturday and you have the entire weekend to watch them, there's nothing better. Yeah, you lose your money slower. There's never anything wrong with that, either losing <laughs> yes. it slower or or winning it slower, uh, I guess, as well. But uh, so Noto obviously knows you a lot more than I do. Um, and so I've got I have to form my opinions quickly. And I know this is a golf show. We'll get right to the Masters. But my opinion of you is going to be formed solely on I need your 15 second take on Will Levis. I think he is Drew Locke who wears a suit of armor. He is much bigger and more finesse than Drew Locke, but the arm talent uh, and, in short, inaccuracies, in my opinion, are the same thing. Not a fan. All right. I'm not either, so we'll get along just fine. Uh, but NFL Easy. draft season. Golf show done. <laughs> yeah, we're ready to go. Have a great week, everybody. Um, all right. Well, let's get this rolling. Uh, again, I mentioned Noto alongside me, as usual, contributed for us over at Roto Grinders. Derek, how you doing? 
Yeah, doing good. Uh, I've never heard of John, just know him as Daigle. And uh, yeah, I, I've always been a big fan. And uh, he we talked about, I think he talked about Brian Harmon on the on the Pig Six show one week. And uh, ever since then, I knew we were we were destined to, to be together. So uh, yeah, happy to have him on the show. And uh, yeah, happy that it's Masters Week. So if anybody has any questions, fire them up in the chat. Let's uh, let's have some fun with this. Brian Harmon so- may make another appearance this week <laughs> oh that's a tease uh all right uh, well we have uh, obviously a big time event not as big of a field uh with the masters if you're not familiar obviously with the the way this works a normal pga tour event has somewhere between 132 and 156 golfers uh sometimes 120 ish if it's an invitational tournament but the masters uh, is a little bit more limited. There's only uh, usually somewhere between 85 and 90 golfers in the field. And a lot of them are past champions that frankly don't stand much of a chance to contend in this uh, era of golf. So you really you end up with 70-ish golfers that are uh, at least remotely viable. Um, but the, the, the pricing is a little bit softer in terms of uh, how we want to handle it for, for DFS lineup building. You can usually get a little bit more value down in the bottom range than what we've been seeing the last few weeks. Of course, we usually start with a recap of the week prior. I don't necessarily know that we need to do that this week because there's just such a big change, but congratulations to Corey Connors on his victory. Noto, anything else you want to recap from last week or do we just forge ahead here? Yeah. Corey Connors won. Noto lost. Move on. (laughs) I I think the real recap comes whenever we reach that price range and talk about Connors because we are seeing we are getting some steam now and recency bias at the right time in both Corey Connors at seventy six hundred and of course uh, Brooks Kapka who took down the live event. So that's something I've been trying to figure out, and I don't know if y'all have opinions on it as we move along. But I don't know how to weight live events, especially for the killers like Brooks who have historically done well at this event. And then also it's just frustrating because as steamed as Corey Connors will get. They do this every year for the Masters. Every year we sit here and talk about on DraftKings how he's a mid-7K player, and even after winning an event, he's the same exact price as he was the past few years. So it's just frustrating in terms of ownership. Yeah, it's a really fascinating dynamic as far as uh, we kind of teased this a little bit last week too, how to handle the live golfers this week because if you look in the betting markets – I mean, these are guys, when's the last time you saw Kepka at 35 to one to win a major Dustin Johnson just won here a couple years ago. And he's like 25 to one, like all of a sudden did these guys forget how to play golf just because they went to the live tour. I mean, they didn't forget how to get their way around Augusta national. I, I, I think in general terms uh, that the, the live guys are just way too discounted this week. And if the ownership follows that, like our early return show on Cam Smith, some of the other guys, because all the models, you know, are, are going to be kind of out of whack with how to handle these guys. I think you're getting extreme discounts and criminally low ownership on some of these live guys this week. So uh, it's certainly a risky strategy. But uh, Noto, what do you think uh, just in general about how to handle guys like Cam Smith and DJ and, and Kepka this week? Yeah, they're definitely tough to project uh, in my model. You know, you have to make a lot of manual adjustments because you don't really know the field strength because they're not getting any official world golf ranking points. So you don't really know the quality of the fields that they've been playing in. And then the form's obviously tough too because there's only 48 golfers in each field and 
uh, like a T30 is not going to be anything, uh, you know, like a full field event at the PGA Tour level. So it's tough. I do think Brooks Koepka is going to get steamed. Um, I don't mm-hmm. think that 4% ownership that we have right now is going to hold up for very long. Um, and I do think a lot of people will gravitate towards him. But to your point, I mean, I did the first look before uh, before the weekend and he was 75 to 1. And then uh, obviously he won last week. Now everybody's betting him and now he's down to, you know, 30 to one in some spots. So I think Brooks going to get steam. I think everyone else is probably going to be fine in terms of ownership. So I do think there's going to be some interesting uh, angles that you can take there, but I don't know. They played three. So three events this year and three, three rounds per event. So most of these guys have played nine competitive rounds in the last, you know, four or five months. It's just tough to tough to glean anything from, you know, that, that small of a sample. Not that ever I was ever going to select him either, but even on the opposite end of that spectrum, Bryson DeChambeau one is back in our lives, guys. Like we need to celebrate the moment that the king is back, <laughs> Mr. the Mr. second most polarizing golf ever, uh, golfer ever since Tiger Woods, for better or worse. I'm not even saying good, just polarizing. And two, we are two weeks removed from Bryson shooting an 80 and 85 in his two opening rounds. Like it's it's been a disaster for him. So I. It's just like, I just don't know how to look at those players and treat them respectively. So I actually love your take, Justin, on waiting to see if ownership's going to follow since they are cheap. Yeah, so we'll discuss those guys kind of individually in turn as we get there. But uh, we can uh, skip uh, all the shenanigans here and, and get rolling. And we mentioned the pricing being a little bit softer. So we only have three golfers above the 10k threshold on DraftKings. it's uh scheffler rom and mcelroy uh which uh if you want the DraftKings actually has a little promo not really a promo but a, a prop out there on the sports book uh that's one of those three to win at plus 200 so or maybe plus 190 uh, but basically you know you're getting somewhere in the 30 to 35 percent odds range of Scheffler, Rom, McElroy, one of those guys winning the tournament. Of course, Scheffler in good form, uh, defending champ, Rom and Rory. We know they've both been playing well uh, for the better part of six months now. Uh, Daigle, I'll throw this top range to you first. Uh, you looking to prioritize one of the stars this week? And if so, uh, who you like the best? I was also going to ask both of you in a big picture conversation given that we have all already looked at the salaries and said, okay, there is a lot of value here and just mispricing across the board. Do you then think a top heavy player like a ROM, like a Scheffler gets steamed and thus everyone is sort of accidentally duplicating lineups because I do want to prioritize Scheffler. Uh, No one is trending better, arguably coming into this tournament. Not only do we know historically that this course has been more predictive of success, Augusta national than any other course on tour. So then you can obviously look at Scheffler's win last year, but more importantly, whether you go very short term, like their last 30 days or even the last three months, no one in this field has gained more strokes off the tee, which is, as we know, is very important here because you have to set up your second shot in the on the right side, not the right or left side, but the correct side of the fairway um, in order to hit the greens, the greens, of course, who have historically fought back. That's Augusta's answer to any good drive as well. You still have to land it on these pure bent grass greens. Um, And no one's been better in strokes gained off the tee in in this last three months than Scotty Scheffler. So I do want to start there. I do want to prioritize him. I do want to eat the chalk. And then I'm curious if you think that, yes, given these miscalculations and salaries, if you think that's where everyone's going to start. Go ahead, Noto. 
yes, I do think they're going to be very popular for a few reasons. Um, obviously, you know, the betting market has those three, you know, head and shoulders above everyone else. Pretty much any model that you're going to run is going to be the same. And then we talked about at the start of the show, there's probably, I think I counted 15 golfers that are very old or amateurs um, that we can kind of throw out. So that leaves us with 73 golfers, 55 or so are probably going to make the cut, just depending on tides. It's top 50 in tides. So you're going to get, you know, 66, maybe a little bit higher percentage of the, of the golfers that we're looking at making the cut. Um, and a lot of them are in the 6K range. So you can feel a lot better about the, the 6K golfers making the cut, which makes it easier to uh, spend up on Rory, Rom, or Scheffler. So I think most lineups are going to start with one of those three. And, yeah, I don't know if there's a lot separating them, uh, like you mentioned. Uh, we didn't really talk about the, the course at all. Do you guys uh, have you looked at the weather because it looks uh, it looks pretty bad this week? Always, Mother Nature's got to try to ruin the plans, but uh, I have not looked at it in detail yet. I did see some rumblings of potential. I mean, are we talking storm delays or wind or what do we got here? Uh, yeah, I mean, potentially rain for all four days. Um, Saturday could be a washout. Thursday, Friday could be rainy, windy. So uh, it could be. Could be an ugly week for the Masters. A lot of people are saying it's going to be the worst weather that we've seen since the the Zach Johnson win, uh, who I know is near and dear to your heart, Justin. You say, you say ugly. I say the most fun weekend ever, especially if it does not include delays among that wind. However, I believe last I checked, and mind you, it's only Monday. So much can change by lineup lock Thursday. But right now, I think there is giving a, a wave advantage to the late tee time on Thursday. And if that's the case, that's when it becomes less fun in my opinion. Yeah. The, the hard part with the wave advantages is the, the tee times aren't necessarily flipped like they are in a normal yeah. PGA tour event. So you get, you'll have to really uh, dig into the, the tee times and start, you know, plotting out their, their, uh, their time on the course with the, with the weather. So that should be interesting, but yeah, I agree. I hate uh, when there's a big weather advantage, especially because it never turns out the way you think it will. <laughs> Well, if that's the case, then, uh, you know, then playing the other side would, in theory, be the, the winning <laughs> long-term move in that. But, uh, yeah, it's it's tough. Tough to peg Mother Nature, especially then if there's – I mean, if you got threats for delays, that just throws all the best laid plans out the window. Uh, but, I, I mean, I think you can definitely get one of these top three in your, in your lineups. Um, I, I just it, – it's flip a coin among them. Um, whoever's the lowest owned, you know, you can have some interest in for GPPs. Mm -hmm. I picked Rory as my official pick to win, but I mean, it's uh, again, splitting, splitting hairs largely uh, with that uh, top group. And then, you know, the next group down is Cam Smith, Jordan Spieth, Patrick Cantlay, Justin Thomas. So I still high class golfers, guys that we've been targeting, you know, either before they went to the live tour in Cam Smith's case uh, or over the last couple of months, in the other guys' cases, but uh, they are going to project, you know, quite a ways down from that top trio. So, Noto, I'll stick with you. Uh, who are you looking at maybe in this uh, 9K range? Yeah, this one's kind of tough. Uh, we're hearing rumblings that something might be wrong with Cam Smith, might be dealing with an injury of some sort. So, uh, perhaps that's why he's been playing pretty mediocre uh, over on the Live Tour. But uh, his track record is pretty great around these parts. And, uh, yeah, less than 10% ownership. He's the only guy above 9K at the moment that has you know less than 10% ownership. So he's one of the more intriguing decision points. You obviously have Spieth. Um, 
he's won, I think, two or three Easter's in a row um, on a Sunday. And now uh, this Sunday is Easter as well. So um, that's interesting uh, if you like the <laughs> narratives. <laughs> but I, for me, I like Cantlay quite a bit. I like Justin Thomas and then I like uh, Xander Schauffele, three guys that complete complete games, uh, solid all around. Uh, Xander's almost won here twice. He's finished second and third. JT, he seems to have this place figured out finally. I know the putter's been really bad, but the tee to green game's fine. And, I mean, this is the place for bad putters. We've seen Corey Connors, who Dago mentioned earlier. We've seen Will Zalatoris. We've seen Hideki. All these guys have really good track records at Augusta. So I'd like JT quite a bit, but you can really fill out your lineup with a, a few of these guys. And if you do start in this range and play two or three of them, I think your lineup's going to look a little bit different than starting with one of the 10K guys. Dango, what do you think about that strategy in this kind of 9K range? It's just a really tough range, like he explained. Um, I, I'm, I'm still not sure how I'm going to play it. My favorite is Shoffley right now. I don't know what you have on early ownership projections for him, but about 15. In the right, 15, that's not too bad. Not ideal for that range, but uh, trending in the right direction, seventh in strokes gained on approach over the last three months, has also been putting really well at late, actually hasn't lost strokes in putting now in nine consecutive events. So I, I think everything's going in the, in the proper direction. Maybe we don't have win equity, as we always argue, when it comes to paying up for Shoffley here at the Masters, but at least in terms of a potential top five, top ten, sure, at 9K, I don't mind that. So uh, that's where I start with this range. And everything else, honestly, I, I'm still sorting through since it's so tough, especially if we're going to lose Cam Smith at 98. Yeah, I think it's uh, you're going to see maybe a lot of jumbled up uh, ownership in kind of that mid-teens range. Um, obviously, anyone that uh, has followed my stuff for any length of time knows that there's no chance I'll be playing Spieth at 25% uh, ownership. So that one's a pass for me. But uh, the other guys, Cantley, Thomas, Shoffley, even Morikawa. I mean, if you give the bad putters a chance here, I, I think uh, there's you got guys like Morikawa, and you know when we get down to Hovland and stuff that are are certainly interesting in tournaments. Um, but these you can get a lot of two v two decisions in here that can really probably make a difference because there's not a whole lot, you know, say projection wise separating like a you know a Finau Cantlay pairing from a Shawfully Thomas pairing or something like that. So. Uh, you could get a lot of two v twos here, uh, or as Noto mentioned, you could start a lineup in here, and you know maybe you end up getting say three or four of these guys, uh, and you know those are the lineups where maybe you hope that that Rory or Scheffler or or, uh, or Rom don't win, but uh, certainly uh, a lot of guys with some some winning potential in this group. What about Homa? Nobody talked about Homa. I don't think anybody's going to play Homa just because he hasn't done anything at a major yet. Yeah, or here, yeah. Playing I mean, so well of late, too. Playing great. He's a killer when he's in contention. I think he could be interesting. Well, we just talked about I asking where he ranked in the on the PGA tour. Well, once you take all the live guys out, and you know, if he's a top six or eight guy, uh, I, it'd be nice to see him have some success here in the past, but uh, one of those weeks where you can't play everybody, so you're right, he'll be a he'll be an X, I think, for a lot of people, but Definitely in that uh, tournament mix for sure. Then, um, as we kind of go down into the next range, still pretty loaded. You've got Tony Finau, 
You've got Dustin Johnson, who I mentioned at the top of the show, I think is uh, an interesting tournament play. You've got Jason Day, who Noto has been been on for three months now and uh, is certainly going to be on again this week. Uh, and then you've got, you know, upside guys like Young and Hovland and Matsuyama, uh, past champion, but who knows how healthy he is. And you got Zalatoris in this 8K range. Uh, interesting options here. Daigle, who are you kind of liking as these upper mid-range plays? All the options, honestly. Like, like even Sam Burns is playing amazing in terms of putting recently too so at the right time even though his play around the green is lacking right now uh yes i like noto will be flag planning jason day i'll probably have him in every lineup i am completely biased because i bet him at 70 to 1 two months ago and that has since only gotten significantly better because if anyone's been living under a rock in his day's last 12 tourneys he's missed only one cut and finished anywhere from 5th to 21st, no lower than 21st, in the other 11. No one has gained more strokes around the green over the last three months as well than Day, so genuinely one of my top four favorite outrights for this week at 8,700, which means I, I have to pile on here. Other than that, uh, Decky now, it's it's very, very recent, just the last two tourneys, but also trending in the right direction, two top 15 finishes, putted well, and remember, when he won two years ago, like he was one of the world's worst putters. And it seems like we forget about it. It seems like he's somewhat turned a corner since 2021. But literally in that PGA Tour season before he won, he ranked 175th in putting on tour. Like absolutely disastrous. And then it got, just got hot that week. So, yeah, I'll, I'll be on Decky as well. I'm curious to know his ownership and what you have over there. Um, and then I guess probably given his recent play, Cam Young, although – Cam Young, it seems like he may be one of the more popular options in this tier. Go ahead, Noto. What are you looking at in here? Agree 100% on Jason Day. How could I not? Um, the crazy thing about his run is he's never been in contention, really. And he's finished, like Daigle said, between 5th and 21st in uh, 11 of the last 12 starts. But he uh, always seems to just be around 20th and then uh, you know plays well on Sunday. And, uh, hey, I'll take a top 10 from him uh, at this price point. That's just fine with me. He's got a pretty good track record at Augusta, too. I think he's got three top three finishes in his career. The big decision point for me is going to be Zalatoris. I mean, if he showed any sign of life, he would be probably the most popular golfer in the field at 8,200. But uh, everyone, the last time we saw him, he was missing, you know, 18-inch putts at the match play. Uh, he had that little hitch in that two-footer that we all saw. Um so, yeah, I mean, he's played here twice. He's finished second and sixth. He's long off the tee, um, has that high ball flight that we're looking for at the Masters. So, man, if he's going to be less than 10%, I got to take some chances on him, even though, you know, the recent form is pretty ugly. Sungjae is going to be probably one of the more popular guys in the field. Uh, same with Cam Young, uh, like Daigle mentioned. And then one of my favorites is going to be Victor Hovland. Um, he talked today about – in improving around the green. Now, I'm not sure if I believe him, but uh, he's at least confident. At least he's uh, projecting it out there that he's going to be decent around the greens this week. Um, he's been stone cold, like one of the bottom four or five guys um, the last few years, and he's finished in the top 32 each of the last uh, three times. So the ball striking has been there. Uh, he's gained 9.3, 10, 6, and 5.2 strokes ball striking in his last four. So if he can just be decent, just average around the greens, I like his chances this weekend. Uh, that's a, is that's a bold take though. Uh, you know, average, uh, from like one Wait. of the worst. Yeah. What's the line on him, uh, gaining strokes around the green, like plus 500. <laughs> I, I think it's got, I think it's gotta be higher than that. <laughs> higher than that. 
Yeah. Maybe he'll just hit all the greens and you won't have to worry about it. <laughs> um, before I forget, I uh, just wanted to let everybody know that uh, the Action Network has a squares game uh, that you can play. So uh, there are two contests, one for round one, rounds one through four of the whole tournament and one for round four only. Uh, $5,000 in total prizes. Free to play the Augusta Golf Squares Contest. Um, we, we will have a link in the uh, YouTube description uh, to uh, check that out. So you can play the Action Network Augusta Golf Squares game to get a chance at some free prizes. Again, totally free to play on behalf of the Action Network. So check that out this week and uh, maybe win some free money. And if not, you're uh, nothing out of your pocket. So uh, check that out over with the Action Network. All right. Uh, let's see if we steer down into the next what tier you, here. No, what are your thoughts, ahead. Justin? I want to hear your opinion on the 8K range because... I think there's going to be a lot of leverage. Like this is the range right here, eight to seven or nine to eight. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, for me, the leverage is if you're going with lower owned guys, I mean, we, we, we talk about people not succeeding at the masters, their first trip or their first couple trips, but yet we've got a guy in Zalatoris that's finished second and sixth in his two trips and always tends to play better on hard, hard courses. And I know the form is not great coming in. And that's part of where that ownership uh, is coming in at. But if I can get him at 8,200 at 5%, uh, especially the way he's projecting in our Roto Grinders models, I think he's the steal of this range at 8,200. Uh, I mentioned, I like Dustin Johnson as well. If you want to take a flyer on some of these live tour guys, obviously day is the safe play. Sung Jay's is a safe play, uh, but more and more people are playing GPPs and stuff. Uh, these days. And I think my plays in this range are DJ and, and Zalatoris. Love it. DJ I also, like yeah, really good one. Zalatoris, it's not going to affect how much I roster him, but man, that putting stroke has to be the it's absolute bad. worst. on. It's awful. Right it's bad. Yeah. It, it's three pump fakes and then like a push it forward. It's really odd. Well, sometimes when you pump fake, you get a play action touchdown and maybe sure. he'll hit the uh, jackpot and won't miss the short putt. Uh, if he's got a short putt to, you know, to win the tournament and he ends up coming in second, uh, still outperforming that, uh, that price tag. And just hopefully he hits enough greens to, to make up for some of the, the putting woes, but uh, we'll see uh, GPP for sure. But uh, yeah, that's, uh, that's the eight case for me. Noto, anything else on the eight case for you? Otherwise you can start dipping into the, upper end of the 7k spectrum here uh we didn't really talk about Finau, but i do like him quite a bit uh his irons have just been amazing obviously got a good track record in majors too so i like him he's gonna be popular but uh just wanted to mention Finau, and then the very bottom wanted to get your rain or uh, get your opinion on terrell hatton who was probably trending to be more popular and then uh, obviously missed the cut at valero He's uh, you know, on record saying he doesn't really like Augusta National, says it's not fair or whatever, but uh, he was playing great before last week. Do you guys have any interest there? I have not really stuck him in my player pool just yet. Not a lot of him anyways. Justin? I haven't either. Yeah, but, I mean, you raise a good, good argument there, but, uh, I, I mean, there's just so many. This is the tournament where – people are going to end up with like 50 guys in their player pool. And it's only, what do we say about 65 or 70 some rosterable mm -hmm. players? I don't know. You got to make some tough cuts somewhere. Um, no, strong I'm still curious here. about 
I want to I want to meet the people though who do roster Sandy Lyle and VJ Singh. Like, who are those people that actually click them at? Oh, if they're yeah. if they're in the first group off the tee, it's yeah, to get the screenshot at seven a.m. is why. Yeah, I was gonna uh, say they're true, worse. Yeah. They're worse than the stack in the first tee time group. There's there's always that. There's always those people, but uh, it's just amazing. They're in the pool every year, and they're worth avoiding every year. Yeah. So when I said there were seventy three rosterable guys, that included uh, Zach Johnson and a couple other guys that I would never roster. So yeah, it's really like sixty five to seventy guys that you would actually consider so uh for once i'm gonna i'm gonna take the justin path and uh get down to like 30 guys this week. a boy love it all right noto uh what else are you looking at in the uh, seven upper end of the 7k range here all right so this is interesting because not a lot of ownership is flocking to a lot of these guys outside of Corey connors and i'm guessing brooks kepka uh but yeah i mean connors mispriced this event every year Seems to smash every year. Three straight top tens coming off of the win last week. So he's going to be popular. I don't know what to do there. If you're playing him, probably don't play him with, you know, Scheffler and the popular guy in the AK and Sungjae, something like that. That's going to be a very popular build. So if you are playing uh, Corey Connors, you want to get a little bit different with your, the rest of your lineup. Uh, I'll have some Brooks for sure. Um, we've been talking about Min Woo Lee a lot. I got to have some of him. Um, he played here last year, finished T14. Plenty of distance off the tee, and I do think with the rain in the forecast and uh, the fact that they lengthen the 13th hole, I do think distance is going to play a little bit more of a factor than we've seen here in the past, especially if it does. You know, the ground is a little bit wet. I know they got their sub air system, best in the world, but uh, I do think you know the rain could make this even an even longer golf course. And then, yeah, I'll have some Tommy because uh, I always have some Tommy, but I don't have a lot of strong takes between 75 and 8,000. Anything for you, Daigle, in there? Uh, around Corey Connors, I do think Justin Rose is interesting. And I thought, strictly for course history, you would say he was also going to be popular this week. But if we're getting him at a, a reasonable number, um, something that I saw, uh, the great Ron Colossus, as everyone knows, PGA Splits 101 on Twitter, uh, noted in his course preview article on the site that for, in terms of putting, the best differential in this field between putting on pure bent grass greens, which as we mentioned earlier is what Augusta is infamous for uh, compared to non bent grass greens the last three years, which for Corey Connors, is a sample of 68 rounds um, that Connors is the best, but second best in that category since 2020 is also Justin Rose. So he has the course history. He obviously has a win here. We're expecting him to putt well too. So I like Justin Rose a lot in the high seven K's around Connors and Brooks. Yeah, I mean, the, the Connors thing is part of what makes this uh, a fascinating discussion because mm -hmm. we've got him at probably pushing 30% ownership. And like you mentioned at the beginning of the show, this kind of feels like a broken record. We've seen this movie before um, with, you know, the underpriced player in this range kind of being the chalk. But the interesting angle is that there are so many other guys that maybe projects slightly worse, but have just as much of a ceiling. Um, you know, is anybody going to argue with you if you take Fleetwood at half the ownership or Min Woo Lee um, or, or Neiman or somebody like that? So I, I think it's it's a tough spot because either I think you just need to be all in on Connors or if you're a GPP player, you just kind of need to say, hey, I'm going to play the stats and – you know what? Our projections have Connors at about 15, 14 to 15 percent 
to be on the optimal lineup, and he's going to be owned at 28. So uh, take that for what it's worth. I, I I am not saying I don't like Corey Connors. I, I just at that ownership, I, I don't know. I just think it's too high. I think I don't know is a good answer. Like I know we're supposed <laughs> to show up with we're supposed to show up with the answers and like break it down for everyone, but at, at, which is what I'm guessing too, 31%. And honestly, like in the higher stakes, like the the 2K single entry and whatnot, um, oh, yeah. I'm expect I'm expecting it to be around 40, higher than that percent. So yeah. um, you know, I think the smaller the field probably the greater chances i eat the chalk uh but the larger field recreational tournaments uh, it's definitely easily avoidable i'd even rather just take a chance on like adam scott isn't necessarily putting well right now but i'd even rather just take a shot on like his driving distance and course history around Corey connor's salary 100 less than 7500 than probably eat Corey connor's and like the millie maker yeah, it's just it, it it part of it depends on your personal lineup building approach mm-hmm. and your personal risk tolerance. Uh, I tend to 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 take the GPP angle of being a little bit more risk reward. I think it gives you more outs, more chances. You know, it, it, not that the chalk is guaranteed to fail. Uh, and if Connors finishes twentieth, but you get somebody for a hundred dollars cheaper that finishes fourteenth and scores more fantasy points, well, then you're still ahead of the, the, the people that played Connors. So if Connors wins the tournament, yeah, you're probably hosed. Uh, but, you know, a chance that that I'm willing to take maybe more so than some others are. So part of it comes down to your personal opinion. Obviously, he's going to project well. Uh, you need to just take that and and draw your own conclusions from there. So And, and like all of us here, I, I go back to Star Street and Draft Street days. So this heart is black. Like I feel nothing now, so I I do not fear fading the players that everyone else chases. All right, let's get to Tiger. Mister Gregor wants us to talk Tiger. All right, Noto, go ahead. I'll set my alarm and I'll wake up in ten minutes when you guys are done talking. Oh no! Uh, oh, seriously, like uh, last year we talked about this. Like you couldn't play him, but uh, his odds to make the cut were too good to ignore. I was hoping that was going to be the case again this year, but he's like minus two seventy to make the cut. So. Uh, I don't know what I'm going to do with Tiger. I might have to play him just because if he's playing in an event, I got to get some sweat on him some way, somehow. Um, he played okay here last year, made the cut. And then at Riv, went low on Saturday. Uh, the walk looked good all four days. Uh, we did hear something about him potentially hurting his back now, but uh, yeah, I'll, I'll have a little bit of Tiger. I recall vividly you came on the Betsperts Golf Show at this time last year Noto and you and I were pounding the table for Tiger Woods at plus 145 to make the cut against everyone else on that show. And I was vehement on it. Um, but the issue is like last year, I do think the higher stakes you play, the lower ownership he'll go again this year. The issue though, is that in my opinion, he doesn't have like any win equity. I, I question his top 10, top 15 equity too. And so I almost just don't think it's, it's not even worth chasing, honestly, because we're not trying to get a, a player at his salary to make the cut. We want more than that. And I just don't think, this is my personal opinion, but you can even see him limp around every course. Even given his knowledge of this course, I just don't think he really has like T20 equity, honestly. Could be wrong. Yeah, no, I kind of agree with that. Um, I mean, you, I can. you guys both kind of like him. So I, I can see, I'm starting to see why you guys get along. You got the Harmon takes, you got the Tiger takes. Uh, I mean, Noto, you you just gonna bet him to make the cut again? Are you, are you gonna play him in DFS this week? What are you gonna do? 
Yeah, I got to figure something out. Uh, maybe I'll you gotta find parlay it. Like maybe it's not be plus to, money anymore. So maybe it'll be head to head with uh, Bryson or something. I can get some some juice there. But That'd be uh, awesome. Yeah, Daigle and I also have the same haircut, which uh, is another good factor in our in our friendship. But uh, yeah, anyway, so favorite Ad- guys. Edison nineteen was not my choice. <laughs> favorite guys in the seven Ks. I do like Siwoo Kim quite a bit. Um, he's made five straight cuts here and he's been so consistent. Uh, he used to be the most volatile golfer on the PGA tour. All of a sudden he's one of the more consistent golfers on the PGA tour. He's made 81% of the cuts, uh, since the start of last January. So I like him at 7,400. If I'm playing any live guys in this range, um, I've been hurt by Louie too many times, so I can't go back there. Um, he ended up withdrawing last year after round one. That was, uh, I'll never forget that. And Paul Casey withdrew right before the tournament started. Where is Paul Casey, by the way? Is he not, did he not qualify? Uh, did he not qualify, or is he just still hurt? <laughs> didn't he, did he not qualify? Because didn't he WD here last year? Yeah, right before. Uh, right like, before the tournament. Yeah, we had that after lock. experience. Anyway, okay. Uh, so if I'm going to play a live guy, I like uh, Mito Pereira. So he's been pretty good over on live. I know it's his first time, but he's finished uh, fifth, sixth, and 15th in the three live events this year, which who knows what, how much stock we can put into it, but at least he's trying out there. Hold and, up, uh, hold up, hold up, hold up. He's, and he's how much? Mito? He's, Mito is 7,200. Yeah. So you're telling me that you like Mito, and, but for 400 more, you can play the guy that just a couple years ago was winning every major and just won the live event last week. No, I'm playing Brooks. Oh, okay, okay. All right, so you're playing, you're, you're suggesting Sorry. playing them both. I Live think guys, I think in, Live guys in the, the ownership argument, I think I will be out on Brooks among the three of us. I'll probably have the least. I think Brooks and DJ are the only two Live guys that have a chance to win. So I'll right. have I, I thought you were advocating for Mito with what you said on the taking a shot on the Live guy. I thought you were advocating for Mito over Brooks, and I was just I, I, I couldn't believe that. So no, all right. in the lower seven because there's Answer, there's Reed, there's yeah, Louis, yeah, yeah. I got you. Yeah. Um, so he's my favorite of those guys. Uh, almost won the, the U.S. Open. Was the U.S. Open or PJ Championship where he uh, got electrocuted by the ball on 18 uh, when he made contact. So he's got a good track record in the majors, and uh, he's he's playing a little bit better. So he's going to be my favorite guy down there. Other than that, Keith Mitchell maybe, Chris Kirk maybe. I like, I like Kirk a lot. I like Kirk a lot. Um, I'll chase the recency bias. Four top ten since January, including a win. Also, he's top three in this field the last three months. So uh, for him, 30 rounds. And both strokes gained around the green and three-putt avoidance. So as long as he gets some good approach shots, I, I think he can withhold his own on the green. So, yeah, I, I like Kirk a lot at that price. And I like Mitchell because I'm always a fan, and he has played here before. But played amazing. Um, and the off the tee game over the last year has been great. So uh, with that being weighted pretty well here at Augusta, I think Mitchell is certainly a guy I'll be targeting like the Kirk call as well. Um, and you're just getting better current form than with this kind of next group of guys where, you know, you want to take a chance on Horschel or Henley or guys that just haven't been playing that well. Excuse me. Quite a few more of the, the live tour guys here in this uh, say, 67 to uh, 7100 range uh that you know maybe these guys are the ones that people are definitely going to be a little skittish about uh noto anything else above 7k for you 
trying to look. Uh, Tigala, I like a little bit. I know he's never played here before, but we've seen some first-timers like finish top 10, you know, plenty. And uh, his two biggest strengths, he's uh, long off the tee, and he's very good around the greens, and that's kind of a good combo here at Augusta. So I, I like Tigala. He's usually very popular, and this week we're going to get him at low ownership. Daigle, anything else around 7K for you? No, I think Adam Scott and Hoagie like around – or no, uh, Adam Scott around Corey Connors is like the best take I could possibly give you in that range. All right, let's move into the uh, value range here, and then we'll get uh, the snake draft fired up. Uh, Daigle, I'll keep it with you, uh, who you're starting to look at. Basically, we can go free-for-all at this point with everybody under 7K. Uh, any values that are popping out to you first of the week here? I always have this discussion with Ron on our DFS show, and I'm not sure who is right just yet. Maybe we're both wrong. I don't know. But the way I usually play the 6K range is to sacrifice something. Like, just show me you're doing well in something, and I'm going to take a chance on that and hope for the best, whether you've been good at it long-term or not, whereas Ron always looks for finishing equity. He, he always just says, do you have good experience? Like, I can take that to 6K, you make the cut, and we can make that work. And so I'm going to take the sacrificial lamb approach here and just let you know that um, – so we, we have a stat in our PGA Tour database that is distance from the edge of the fairway. So basically accurate drivers um, – going proximity to the fairway, not being too egregious off the tee. And top eight in this field over the last 36 rounds are both Tom Hoagie and Brian Harmon, both also who are top eight in this field in that time span and proximity to the hole on their second shot on approach. And so that tells me that both, I think anyways, can get to the green reasonably. The issue is that Tom Hoagie has been miserable scrambling around the green the last three months as well so he's definitely someone that's uh more risk averse in my opinion not as safe but honestly given Harmon's experience here and i'm not even Harmon guy i feel like noto thinks i'm a Harmon guy because i only talk about Harmon whenever I, only to him because he's a Harmon guy so it seems that way but honestly given Harmon's experience here and the way and what he's doing well at this time right now if I can just cross my fingers and hope he sinks a couple putts, I think this is the time to jump on him. So I really like Brian Harmon. All right, Noto, a couple weeks ago, you said that Harmon had lost strokes on approach in like 65 straight events or something. <laughs> he did that too. Um, and uh, now are, are you, uh, you got to test the waters here. Are you back on Harmon? Has he done enough to, 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 to suck you back in? Unfortunately, Harmon and I are still separated. We're trying to work things out. Gotta carry the torch. Um, he's lost strokes in approach eight eight straight events, and even worse, he's lost strokes around the green in six straight. He's used to be one of the better short game guys uh, on the PGA Tour. And then you add in the rain. I mean, he's one of the shorter hitters in this field. I just think he's going to have a lot of like 180, 200 yard approaches this week. So I'll be rooting for him, but I won't be playing him. I'll pivot to Ryan Fox, who was extremely popular last week. He's a bomber off the tee. I know Justin's a big fan of Ryan Fox, so um, I think his yeah, he was my week, he was my first round pick in the snake draft last week, and he finished uh, what plus six or something. Yeah, but that, I had I had him too. Don't worry. That miscut is going to be the best thing possible for his ownership. Yeah. If he would have came t twenty five, he'd be a lot more popular. And then I like former Masters winner Danny Willett who has been T41 or better in five straight events, uh, top 30 in his last four. And he finished, despite terrible form last year, he finished T12. We know he likes the bad weather. We, he likes the wind. So uh, I'll go with some Danny Willett um, and Ryan Fox in my, as my 6K guys. 
All right, uh, Daigle, anybody else for you before we uh, try to put a bow on this and get to the, the live draft? I will stamp Hoagie and Harmon that I will probably be overweight on both, and uh, those screams you hear are me looking forward to Thursday, not happy about those selections. <laughs> All right, uh, well, we will get ready to do our usual snake draft over on DraftKings. Uh, for those of you who are listening on the podcast feed, feel free to uh, tune out if you wish, uh, unless you just want to hear random commentary about the snake draft. But uh, as always, we appreciate you listening. Uh, head on over to the uh, YouTube video and give us a thumbs up at some point. Uh, we appreciate that very much. And good luck with all your lineups here this week with Augusta. And uh, we'll uh, hopefully catch you back here next week.